Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. Literally eat babies in front of a crowd, and he would still be less evil than the Trumposaur. And I'd be like, yeah, but what about these things? Shouldn't we be trying to push him left? It's like, yes, we said in the primary we should push him left after he becomes president. But now that he has assumed his final form and power, we cannot criticize him no more. No more. Fuck, like, no, I don't want to do that. Fun. <laughs> no, that, that, that sounds really bad. <laughs> Or, like, the other side of just, like, yeah, I've worked at Trader Joe's for the last thousand years, and I drink, drink like, 5,000 bottles of vodka, like, a week to make make everything feel okay. I'm just like, oh, no, so no, vodka. I don't want that. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, okay, because Trader Joe's sells, like, a 1.75 liter of vodka that's, like, decently, mm-hmm. like, quality vodka. It's, like, $11 for a one point. Seven five and it's the <laughs> vodka of the gods, <laughs> and like one of the people like trying to sell it to the customers was like, "This is why I'm an alcoholic." And I'm just like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" I don't know if you're supposed to tell the people. It's like it's so good. Like, how yeah, can you not buy it and drink it all? Yeah, if you it's like, if whoa, you, whoa, if whoa, you whoa, want to get addicted to a liquor, <laughs> this is the way to do it. Um, seriously, good shit. Seriously, dangerous, but seriously, good shit. I encourage you to try it out, baby. Yeah. I'm an alcoholic now, and this is all its fault. <laughs> yeah. I get a discount on booze. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are you telling them all this? Would you like me to share that discount with you? And then we could go hang out on the corner together after work, and we could drink this out of a brown paper bag together. Yeah. Of the gods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of the gods. <laughs> but let me find that sea shanty for you. So have you been keeping up what with happened the GameStop, to GameStop news? You oh, don't even know what you're talking about. You're not even in the know, bro. Like, oh, you're not even in the know, dude. You don't even know what's going on. You're living under a rock, bro. Okay. Fuck. Dude, I I feel bad even talking about this just because I got obsessed with this and I've listened to so many people explain this. I feel like I'm just like a broken record explaining something that every that's, that everyone knows, but you don't know it, so I get to feel okay. novel about explaining thing? this to you. What is, what is it? Okay. Okay. It's 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 a lot of things. It's a lot of fucking things. Okay, so what happened is so basically like hedge fund managers um decided that they were going to try to make a fuck ton of money off of GameStop. So um what they were doing is they were engaging in this thing called short selling. And what short selling is is you take stocks that you don't already own, right? You basically like borrow stocks that you don't own and you sell them with the promise that you're going to buy back those stocks no matter what price they are in a short future from when you sold them um, no matter what price they are because that's just how it works so you're basically betting on the stock to decrease in price so like let's say like to make this more of a concrete example you know with gamestop and everything it's like let's say uh gamestop is trading at uh ten dollars a share and i'm going to borrow one share that's out there in the market um, like I think only certain accounts can do this. I don't think anyone can do this. But like, so I'm going to borrow one share of GameStop price mm. at uh, ten dollars a share, and I'm going to sell it at ten dollars a share with the promise I'm going to buy it back later, hoping it's lower a lower price. So I've I've sold it for ten dollars. 
Um, so I've, I've got $10 in the bank mm-hmm. right now, theoretically, right? And then if it goes down to $1 when I buy it back, I've made a net gain of okay. $9, right? Where if that stock had gone up in price, let's say I sold it for $10, and then, you know, a week from now, if my, 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 my short oh, side, you know, it's now it's $20, then I, w- then I might have a net no loss of $10, right? Because I, cause I, di- I didn't actually own the stock. I borrowed it. It's, ba- it's basically gambling for rich people. I borrowed how you, it. Hmm? How do you get in those types of contracts, though? Like, what, uh, what? So it's a hedge fund, and I, I don't know. All I know is how, like, short selling works on, like, the very basic parameters that I've just explained to you, that you borrow it from someone else, and that I guess someone, like, lends it to you to sell it um, with the promise that you're going to buy it back later at a later date. Um and I think okay. there's a oh, okay. So there's like an incentive for them to sell it in the best way that they possibly could. Yes, so it's, it's kind of like a, a um, yes, an insulated transaction. Like the person who actually owns it's like I don't want to do any of the work, you know, like capitalists do. Uh, right? Can you just like make me more money? Exactly. So it's usually like a brokerage or something like that that you borrow it from. And uh, I mean, there's like another thing. There's this other thing that I I loosely understand. I'm not a financial person. There's some like videos that I've watched today um, called margins. So, like, let's say instead of the stock going down in price like you were betting on in uh, a short sell, it like, starts going up, then that brokerage mm-hmm. could call you up and be like, hey, dude, um, you know, you sold, like, thousands of these stocks. They're going up in price instead of down in price. Like, I can't just, like, let you sit on this money that you're losing me right now. You're going to have to cough up some change of a margin, which is usually, like, 50% of, like, whatever the stock's price is. If you're real, if you're still betting on it going down eventually, and you could say that as a short seller, like yeah, I, even though it's gone up right now, I think it's still going to go down. Here's you know fifty percent of like how much it's worth at you know market value. Um, it's going to go down, and then I'm going to sell it then. Okay, so now do you understand short selling? Have I explained yeah, it well I, enough that you well, understand well, it? Well, based on the the superficial, like, here's a, a explain, like, I'm five response for Tim. So, yes, I appreciate it. And I'm going to now go out and tell the rest of the world that I'm an expert in short selling. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm going to I'm gonna talk about it, like, with the confidence that I'm, like, a, a fucking it, professor. It's, it's, it's literally just betting on a loss. You're, 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 selling, you're selling shares now, betting that it's going to be worth – less later so when you buy them back you have a net profit right wonderful the most the most complicated part is that you're you don't actually own the shares you're borrowing someone else's shares that's like the weird part as far as i'm concerned that like doesn't make any sense it's just like how is this legal it's like well the entire economic system you live under is a fucking joke that's why it's legal yeah anyways yeah. yeah all right so this is when the story gets interesting so what happened is, so there's a lot of bored people online because lots of people are unemployed, right? Yeah. <laughs> are a lot fam- of people looking to do something with their time. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, are you familiar with a subreddit called Wall Street Bets? No, I am not. I do know what Reddit is, and I do know what subreddits are. <laughs> that's good. No, that's a great that starting point. Yeah, okay. there was a point in time Yay. where I didn't know those two things. So, okay, so there's a subreddit called Wall Street Bets, right? And okay. so if I I'm, I might have the timeline wrong, but I don't think I have it wrong. So if I have the timeline correct, um, basically a board subreddit on 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 Wall Street Bets, which is like a very memeified uh, subreddit, um, they self call themselves retards 
right? Oh, okay. That's, and stuff like that, and and just like use a lot of kind of you know derogatory language and talking to each mm-hmm. other and um, like make guesses, you know, on the on the stock market. Hence why it's called Wall Street bets, right? Where people are like, right. "I'm throwing this much money down on this." How? What do you guys think? You know, and people respond and yada yada blah 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 blah. blah. Sand futures, right. sell it all. Exactly. <laughs> Short sell it all. Exactly. And short question before we go further. Is your uh, MP3 uh, recorder working? Yes, Danny. You see, I had to turn it on. It wasn't working for the beginning. But now it is. I turned it on, (laughs) and it's all better now. So I'm just going to make it all chubby bits, and it's going to sound great. Great. Okay, yeah, I just wanted to make sure before we get into, like, some real depth explanations. I don't want to waste my my words. We're going to get real deep with y'all. Okay. It's going to get as detailed more detailed than you want. So I, I, I can't remember. I don't know the subredditor's name because I think it has like some literal derogatory possible slur words in it. So none of the videos I watched actually said his name. But like this guy, right, um, on Reddit noticed uh, that um, over 100% of GameStop's uh, shares were hold in um, short sells. Because this is all public knowledge. Like, you can look up on things to see, like, where stocks are held and blah, 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 blah. So, and I don't know how you could have over 100% of the shares held in shorts. Uh, I, 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 some of the videos I watched today uh, alluded to the fact that this theoretically could be illegal to have, like, that much of uh, company shares being held in shorts. Because that means over 100% of the shares held by a company are held by people that are betting on it failing, right? Oh, yeah, that's probably not good. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, uh, hmm. yes, and so these, all, and, and it was primarily held by hedge funds, which, you know, I, I think, like, 80 or 90% of all stocks are held by, like, less than 10% of shell holders or whatever. Like the, right. the, the, uh, the super qu- important necessary components to our society hedge fund. Yeah. yeah we um, need them. And mm. so this, uh, but the thing is what's the important thing to remember with my analogy earlier of how uh, short sales work is that the, um, the hedge fund or whoever is short selling these stocks has to buy them back later, no matter what the price is, Right. No matter what the price is, they eventually have to buy these stocks back, right? Does that make yes. sense? Yes. Okay, because they sold them now, <laughs> the promise to buy them back later. So they've promised to buy over 100% of the stocks that are out there. So this guy made a bet saying that, like, I'm just going to buy as many of these fucking stocks as I can because they can't go lower than they can, right? And uh, one of the nefarious parts about these hedge funds, uh, short selling such a large part of a company's portfolio of stocks is that like, let's say, you know, I own 50% of a company's stocks, no matter what the company is, GameStop or what otherwise, and I short sell it, that means I sell it now to buy it later. But if I sell 50% of a company's stocks, that's going to increase the supply of stocks by a shit ton, um, deflate its price by a shit ton with so many free floating stocks out there that it kind of naturally just decreases the price on its own, right? So it's a really fucking safe but fucked up bet on the on the part of the hedge funders that they own that much of it because you have all these other like you know what's called retail 
investors, which would be like you and me that, that owns like a handful of stocks that like see like the price is like deflating from like such a large quantity of it being sold that then you freak out and you sell yours and it's just kind of like a avalanche effect of it just decreasing. Yeah, infinitely. Yeah, you're kind of like you're kind of yeah. like engineering your own wealth. I'm just like I'm going to sell 150 percent of this of this company's stocks because I sold so much. It's going to make other people sell, and it's just going to keep decreasing so I can buy them back later cheaper and make a fuck ton of money. Anyways, so this redditor wow. saw this. Uh, let all of the other Wall Street bets redditors know about this, and was like, I'm going to buy. Uh, 50,000 of this company's stocks and um, within uh, prior to that point um, GameStop stocks had gone from like around 20 some dollars to like around like four or less dollars from these hedge funds just like selling them all letting them all loose just like trying to like make as make as much money as possible from GameStop yeah and Hmm. um, but this guy you know this redditor that bought, you know, 50,000 of these stocks, you know, let's everyone else knows about this. And people are like, huh, you've got a point there. Like, eventually, this company is going to have to buy back these stocks. <laughs> if, we, if we bought these, then it would, you know, it would make the price go up. And then, as the, and then after the price it's goes guaranteed. up some, then, yeah. then this hedge fund has to buy back the stocks, which will make the price go up even more. And then if we keep buying more, and then it's just kind of like an endless loop, right? Of this company, have, of these hedge funds having to buy back the stocks, these redditors buying the stocks, and and da 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 da. da. Okay, so um, co- so here comes today. The stock has gone from being worth like four dollars a share to the last time I checked, it was like in the net worth a net of like two hundred some dollars a share, right? Oh, and man. I've got a, I've got a number here that says. Four hundred and fifty dollars a share right now. Uh, it's on Thursday. Yeah, Ho- today. Holy fuck, dude! I checked yeah. earlier today. It was at like two hundred. So that means it's gone even up more than when I was looking at it. So it's skyrocketing yeah. right now, right? It said and, that it briefly crossed four hundred and fifty dollars a share before closing at one ninety three sixty. Okay, so it's closing at one ninety three. Okay, so the average selling. Okay, um, and so and the guy that I was telling you about that dropped like fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. On uh, <laughs> on this this these GameStop you know shares making this bet. There was an update today because I think it's all public knowledge. I think I don't think he's the one posting on Reddit anymore of like how much his holdings are worth. You know, and there's a lot of memes out there of everyone just like hold, like do not sell your shares. We gotta like make these fucking hedge funds pay for like trying to destroy companies to get rich. Anyways, the guy that spent fifty thousand dollars on uh, GameStop shares. Um, his net holdings now is worth like thirty three million fucking dollars. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all from like these memes and stuff like that. And uh, just to give a little side note of like a little bit more like nuance to all this, there was one uh, YouTube video that I watched of a guy called Plain Bagel that like gave us like two cents on this. Basically, uh, because uh, so much of uh, Wall Street trading is automated at this point like it's not even like people anymore that does this it's it's millions of uh short term you know buying and selling uh to you know make buku's dollars um mm-hmm. from very slim margins of gains mm-hmm. and what his so according to him that if you just like applied a thousand dollars of investment of everyone that's a part of wall street bets it would only be worth about 
give or take $2 billion, right? Um, but the total holdings of net worth of GameStop as a company is about $25 billion. So according to him, like the most you could expect of uh, Wall Street bets um, to be invested in a company like uh, GameStop would be around $2 billion, which is in, which is only like a, a percent of like the company overall, like let's say like 10% at most. And so what his theory is, is that all of these Redditors started, you know, buying the stock that was dying and that these automated buying bots uh, just kind of started escalating the price from there to where it's gotten to this like fever pitch, like super high price thing that the, I guess, you know, the bots couldn't have predicted or like whatever. Um to where we see it now with like the highest price being in the $400 range and you know it closing at $190 because these short-term sellers have to eventually fucking pay out right and as of right now these hedge funds are losing billions of dollars where other hedge funds are having to bail them out uh and it's it's beautiful you'd love to see it folks yay uh, <laughs> uh it, it, it's really entertaining um yeah mm, those Tasty, tasty Wall Street tears. Yeah. That's uh, so wonderful. It, pretty much. Um, at the same <sighs> time, like I said, with the one guy, like with the automated bots, there could be also a large part of like the hegemony of uh, Wall Street still profiting and benefiting off of it from the uh, the bots just automatically doing the shit. But at the same time, the hedge funds that were making short sells uh, betting on GameStop failing, those guys are getting fucked, and that's pretty entertaining. Yeah, that, that is pretty nice. Oh, man. Uh, so, what, what's the what's the best case scenario? How does this play out? Um, in in <clears throat> positive form. Uh, best case scenario is a bunch of uh short. Okay, because like. <laughs> So to make it even more ridiculous from things I was uh, reading is that some of these hedge funds that got bailed out went back and short-sailed again, (laughs) 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 betting that the exorbitant price that GameStop reached couldn't be maintained, so they make it fucked again, which is hilarious. So like the best-case scenario is the short-selling hedge funds get completely fucked and decimated and lose billions and billions of fucking dollars and some Redditors make some money. Uh, Worst case scenario is the hedge funds get bailed out by the United States government because rich people can't fail. Um, You're already seeing lots of news articles decrying the Wall Street Bets uh, subreddit as a bunch of um, alt-right uh fuck faces just because they use derogatory language like referring to themselves as retards and a handful of them you know may be associated with those groups but there's millions of people subscribed to that subreddit and uh basically yeah you got a lot of these uh major news outlets you know crying tears that uh these hedge funds are losing some money um hmm yeah okay so in the instance that they would get bailed out, would they be absolved of any type of debt? Could they um, then just uh, d- decide to renege on the payment? 
you know, to, to no, it would be a situation where they get bailed out to repay their losses, right? It'd be like it would be the United States the, government would be paying the exactly. Robin Hood it would it would be the United States government paying the not the Robin Hood fucks. Well, and there's another layer I got to tell you about Robin Hood too. That's a whole oh, other yeah, the thing. Robin Hood fucks. That's Wait, a, another thing because like it's a hedge fund that's doing the short term fucking. So okay, a layer on so Robin Hood is fucked. Don't don't do your short term trading selling or whatever through Robinhood. So Robinhood is fucked because what Robinhood did is I think Citadel. I could be wrong. I think Citadel maybe either one of the hedge funds that either a uh, bailed out one of the other hedge funds that uh, lost billions or either b was one of the hedge funds that was doing the short term selling. But from what I've heard, this is all from allegations. What I've heard. This is okay. anonymous. Like, there hasn't been any confirmed shit. You know, there's a lot of sh- fucky fucks shit happening in the background at this point. But there was a whistleblower from Robin Hood that was basically saying that they got a, a, that their, you know, head CEO or whatever person got like a phone call from Citadel or like some of these other hedge fund groups basically saying to stop uh, their users from being able to buy. And so, as of, I don't, I don't know, like, within the last 48 hours, Robin Hood has stopped their users the ability to buy. GameStop stocks, but has still enabled them to have the feature to sell their stocks. So what happens when you buy stocks? When you buy stocks, the price of stocks goes up. What happens when you sell stocks? The the price of stocks goes down. So they're basically trying to force the stock the the, the stock value of uh, of uh, you know GameStop to go down, so that these hedge funds don't keep be hemorrhaging money. And Robinhood is primarily an app that's used by low-end, what's called retail investors, which is just like regular fucks that have like a few, exactly, you and me have a few hundred or thousand dollars that they can, you know, throw at the stock market to maybe win back a few hundred or thousand dollars at best. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's also fucky. And there's a class action lawsuit that just got started against uh, Robinhood for that exact reason. uh, So much bullshit. Very recently. So much bullshit, yeah. Um, you know, oh, wh- when you and me, when we lose money, it's like, well, you should have been more wise and you should have spent it better. Mm-hmm. It's like when these That's funds, what happens when you take risks, motherfucker. Exactly. And when these fucking hedge funds take risk, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, leveraging a company to over 100% of like the fucking floating stocks, which is just a fancy way of saying stocks that are available on the market. Uh, you know, they they extend themselves to such a large fucking extent that someone tries to take advantage of that for them being so fucking careless in their investments. Then it's like, oh, no, the hedge funds. Let us all go and try to save them, including fucking Robin Hood. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know. It, it It's all very interesting. It's going to be neat to see how it plays out. Um, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. No one, no one can really say at this point. You know, the stocks could keep escalating and going up to like a thousand fucking dollars. Like even like that one dude that invested fifty thousand dollars is still holding on to it, even though his holdings are worth thirty three fucking million dollars and hasn't sold. You know, or it could like all crash tomorrow and be worth nothing. Who the fuck knows? It, it's it could happen so quickly. That's ridiculous. Oh man! Hey, people choose to sell, but like the thing is, is like the meme right now is that like since you've got all these short sellers that have to buy it back, if everyone just holds on to their stocks, right? 
then it can just like keep going up and up and up and up and up. You know, it's yeah. so, like the meme right now is just like hold, hold on for dear life. Like that's the meme. Yeah, they could do it indefinitely and just hopefully, you know, if there isn't some type of government intervention, just like wipe out these these banker motherfuckers. Exactly. And let me find, now I'm gonna have my sea shanty for you. One second, I gotta find it. A sea shanty. <laughs> now that you have all the context, there's a, there's a sea shanty that's already been made for this. That's pretty catchy. Um, why why are these coming back? Like, what, why are sea shanties so popular right now? Uh, I don't fucking know, bro. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been hearing this left and right. Like, this is a very common thing. It, it you know, uh, there's a lot of shitty shit going on right now, and like, you know, within the context of a lot of shitty shit, you got to have some good shit, and this is part mm-hmm. of the good shit that we've got. So let's see here, chat. I gotta find it. All right, here you go. Listen to that ear candy. I'm gonna listen to it too. Okay. Okay. Boop. I will watch it. Here we go. Put to see the name of the stock was GME. The place blew up and the short stepped down. Hold my bully boys hold. Bully boys? Uh, so a bull market. And that means like the, the stock's going up. And tendies are returns according to Wall Street bets. been two weeks from shore when Ryan Cohen joined the board. The captain called all hands and swore he'd take his shares and hold. Never mind. I know why um, sea shanties are coming back. They're catchy as fuck. Wait, what's what? I know why they're coming back. They're so catchy. Oh, so catchy. I listened to this earlier today, and it's just like etched into my brain. Not rocket into the sun. One day the trading is done. We'll take our gains and go. Uh like uh so catchy the teddy man comment and our rocket it's into great. the sun the one day the trading is done we'll take our gains and go <laughs> <laughs> it makes it makes it just seem like such like an epic just like yeah like it, like it equates like buying a handful of like GameStop like stock with like going out to sea and fighting pirates and getting oh, you, some you're booty. You're cutting in and out a little bit. I can't quite hear you. Oh, sorry. Yeah, um, what I, I might have been because I was playing the video while talking. My computer is probably like, "Fuck uh, you!" Too much shit at once. Both. But like the the song itself just like makes it. It just feels so much more epic than it is. I don't know. It just just like yeah we're just like sticking it to the man you know we just gotta buy these stocks and hold them hold man just hold a little bit longer and (laughs) we'll make it to treasure cove and in in general uh the idea of like holding something it 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 sounds like a naval term in general yeah like hold man hold the the false staff of the the of the Fisher line of the, the hold. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just going to like throw out a bunch of <laughs> terms that I have no idea what they mean. Poop deck the stalwart bowel of the. <laughs> I don't know. Strandom directions. <laughs> like running around in a square on the deck. I'm like, yeah. Hold, <laughs> arg, matey. It's pretty good. Yeah. 
So I don't know. This it, is very memey. This is very four chany. It's a very uh, four chany way of getting back at the establishment. But you know, yeah, a- anything that makes hedge like Trump's funds... election. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, quite literally. Like as <laughs> fucked up as Trump is, and like how shitty of what he was as a president. I mean. No matter how good, like, polls said, like, Trump was doing, everyone was like, nah, Hillary's got it. She's got it in the bag. Hill Dog, she's got it. She's, like, the richest, most powerful, you know, fucking cutthroat politician there's ever been. You know, all of these fucking news outlets got her fucking back because, yeah, uh, she's fucking got it. There's, yeah. Yeah, no way she could lose. But, you and know, there chance, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look what we can do. We look what we can do. We got Pepe Le Frog memes. <laughs> what do you say about that? <laughs> what are you gonna do about our Pepe memes? And they're like, we're gonna call your Pepe memes racist and terrible and bad. They're like, yeah, well, we've got other memes too. We'll embrace it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Thanks for the free publicity, motherfuckers. No, yeah, quite literally, they they shrunk, they sunk their own ship uh with with that you know the, the, yeah. just heightening the pepe memes and making them even more widespread with uh uh trying to um i don't know uh rule number one don't feed the trolls and they broke that rule like <laughs> yeah, they, they, they weren't the able trolls. to de- yeah. detect that it's like no no no, you don't know about internet etiquette you have to just ignore them exactly. and if you ignore them they'll go away but if you start to like breed into it then they're like yes this is what i want you're exactly. doing exactly what I want you to do. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, exactly. They fed the trolls. And that was all it took. All the millennials are like sitting there watching like, stop. Stop. <laughs> no. You're making them stop. more powerful. <laughs> yeah, the boomers are just like, eh, no, we got we to tell them what they did wrong. Well, we and that's like another, like, like speaking of boomers. And so uh, mainstream news has been trying to spin the story of that these Wall Street bets people are just like the scum of the earth and that they should feel bad for the hedge funders. And they've been doing this by trying to claim that this is the work of foreign powers and also trying (laughs) to go as far as saying that this was the result of hacking, even though it wasn't hacking. It was just people buying stocks on Robinhood and other uh, brokerage sites. Um, Yeah, short selling bad. Short selling bad, short selling taken advantage of. Sounds good. Exactly. Best case scenario, uh, no more short selling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Best case scenario. That doesn't help. Or I, I can't imagine any scenario where short selling is going to generally benefit the population as a whole. No, no, no. It's it's just gambling for rich people. Yeah. Yeah. No good. No good. I mean, no the good entire the entire stock market is just gambling for rich people. Like, I mean, yeah. That's, that's they really don't like it when you phrase it that way, though, Jimmy. <laughs> Luckily, I don't know any rich people, so I guess I can't hurt okay. their feelings. How about rich people and rich people sympathizers, like people that think they're rich people, but they're not actually rich uh, people? So when you utter something like that, they're like, yeah, they, they, I don't know. <laughs> you mean like temporarily embarrassed millionaires? <laughs> Those types of people, yeah. Oh, man. Ooh, there the tiny men come and take our gains and go. Ooh, the tenement comes. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna have that shit stuck in my brain for the next forever, just like this the uh Star Trek song. Yeah, Star Trek across the universe. Under Captain Kirk. Yeah. 
Quick, it's on the starboard bow, starboard bow, starboard bow. My favorite part. <laughs> my favorite part of that is like, uh, oh god damn it, how does it go? It's like, uh, it's worse than he thought. He's dead, Jim. Dead, Jim. Dead, Jim. Dead, Jim. Dead, Jim. Like, worse than he thought. He's dead, Jim. Dead, Jim. Dead. 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 <laughs> like the like, and it's not like the lyrics. It's like whoever they had voice that just has like the most disgusting, just <laughs> like. <laughs> It's like He's not musical or lyrical at all, and like the way he speaks, it's like dead jump, dead jump. He's just like his yeah. mouth is just filled with phlegm. It's like what the fuck? Where did you find this guy to do the voice? I feel like they just like snipped it out of a, a like a Star Trek episode and then just circulated or what do you call it? Looped I don't it. think so because I've watched old school Star Trek and Jim didn't. They never said I, that. I mean, uh, the Doctor. I can't even think of his name now. He didn't sound like that whatsoever. Aha. <laughs> That's it. It's got to be it. He's dead, Jim. Dead, Jim. Dead, dead Jim. Jim. Dead. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck. Dude. Uh, uh, Let's make our own sea shanty. Yeah, I'd love to. I love to make sea shanties. Uh, oh! Wait, 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 you got, no, you, you're starting. <laughs> Drink it, wink it now. It's two dollars fifty cents a bottle. It's so fucking good. I don't know. Wait, <laughs> wait. Fifty cents a bottle. What are you drinking? It's two dollars and fifty cents a bottle. I got it from Aldi's. Which wait. Aldi's is a great little place because I feel like I'm walking Charles, into a different country. Wait, Charles Charles Schwab, uh, wine. What the fuck are you drinking? It's not two buck chuck. It's not too. It's chuck. Aldi's brand two buck chuck. They call it winking owl, which makes me think it's like a that's like a move that like a stripper does. Like you, when you, <laughs> oh god, it's like someone they do with like their vagina. They're just like, yeah, something like that. Oh hey, god. give me the whole winking owl. Oh no, <laughs> oh no. You like it that way, you dirty old man? It's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, wink it at me. <laughs> I don't want the winking owl. Wink it owl at me. Oh <laughs> uh, no, no. It's two dollars and fifty cents, right? <laughs> two dollars and fifty. <laughs> Sense for the weekend. Cheapest weekend out that you'll ever have. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, no. I like cheap like that. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I was, I was just discussing it with our listeners. Um, I think that it has subtle hints of uh, black currant and leather. Uh, perhaps uh, a bit so of a bit, bit of cherry on the nose. Our oldies can't sell wine because we live in Kentucky. Ken fucker. So you, if they were going to sell wine, they would have to have a separate storefront, uh, and so they all they all just operate out of one store in Kentucky, so they can only sell beer. Yeah, blue laws are stupid, dude. So fucking stupid, you know. And like, oh. there's e- there's even advertising inside the store when I'm walking around of signs. It's just like our wine and cheese is so great that we pass the savings on to you. It's like, fuck you. You don't even sell me wine because I live in Kentucky and this is hell. (laughs) They didn't even think to like restrict that one sign. Like, no, 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 go ahead and put it up. Don't worry. We we decorate all our stores the same way. Exactly. Don't even worry about it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What did you just say? I was going to, I was going to say something about that shit. Uh, 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 Kentucky, hey, I know, so, blue law of the day, you know the brown paper bag thing? Yeah. Yeah, so, some states, uh, Tennessee being one of them, you have to make sure that you leave the store with your liquor or wine or beer, whatever, 
inside of a bag, whether it's a brown paper yeah. bag, whether it's a grocery bag, whatever's the case. As I've been stopped a couple of times when I'm just like, I don't need a bag, and I'm just trying to like take my beer directly out, and they're like, No, you have to cover it up. It's the law. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Same here, Kentucky. Like, yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Like, why in the world would this be the case? Yeah. So apparently, this hails back for way back from pre-pro days, or, mm-hmm. or I guess technically pro days, right? <laughs> Prohibition era in which. Um, police officers, of course, would be drinking just as much as anybody else would, but they didn't have to stop you if there was some type of plausible doubt that you weren't drinking. Uh, uh, hence, uh, a piece uh, of paper. Yeah. <laughs> I can't possibly know what's inside that brown bag of yours. <laughs> yeah. I, I but at know, the same so. time, I can't if I if I just this yell out loud i smell weed i can search your car even if your car does not smell yeah. like weed i can just <laughs> say that i smell weed and have plausible whatever the fuck to search your goddamn car yeah, it's like you don't smell weed it's like yes i do it's like no you don't yes i do <laughs> like, wait yes i do get, get out yeah get out i'm searching your car right now yeah God. I guess first they ask you politely, like, hey, you got anything in there that you're hiding? Uh, I, you, you mind if oh, I uh, take a look yeah. around? It? I, okay, so I didn't send this video to you. I should have, but I didn't. There was this guy on YouTube, and the video was titled something to the effect of it's like asking uh, police officers the same dumb questions they asked the police. And it's like this dude that was, I'm assuming he's white because, you know, you get a lot more leeway as a white person in the United States. Uh, was just like rolling up yeah. to police officers with like his camera rolling on his cell phone. It's just like, hey, uh, you got any drugs in this car? And the police officers just like, what? <laughs> like, are there is there any uh, is there any uh, illegal uh, uh, substances in your car? They're like, no. They're like, do you mind if I take take a look? Do you mind if I search? And like like uh, and so we, it was kind of <laughs> clipped in a way where it was like multiple police officers and kind of like asking like similar questions. And, like most of them were just like, what? no you you can't go, go fuck yourself but there was one guy that i will applaud that like he let know, him do it right like once again like all cops are bastards like fuck cops like it's not i've the seen cops, this guy it's not the cops fault it's the institution's fault but there was one guy that was just like okay he's at yeah. a gas station right yes yes yeah, yeah he was at a gas station he's just like all right and this guy's wanna... in an suv yeah 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 yeah, yeah exactly and he yeah. like he's like yeah you want to like check the back he's like okay and he like opens it up you know, like you want to see in German. here he's like here's my laptop here's my this here's my that here's my and, shotgun like, <laughs> exactly you know and, and like here's this one thing that i only use in these instances like here's my glove compartment here's the, this and that and the other like and like even in the video he points out because the uh cop i believe he was in texas um and the cop had uh pills that weren't in their 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 original containers and in many states Texas being one of them I think Kentucky's also one of them if you have unmarked pills not in their original containers that's a that's a felony I think it's like a class D felony or a misdemeanor or something like that but it's a oh, felony sure. to have pills not in their original containers because they can't be identified or whatever the fuck and you know the police state that we live under has to know exactly what you have at all times on your person because you could just have because just could just be having loose you pills have anything yeah exactly you could be taking your mdma and putting it in your fucking i don't know tylenol bottle and then who the fuck Wait, knows wouldn't it be labeled <laughs> yeah it's, it's true even in that instance then it would be labeled and you'd be fine so who the fuck knows man yeah, if you had it. Yeah, exactly. That's why I had, put all my weed in Tylenol bottles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
sir, you have uh, uh, eight grams of weed in your Tylenol bottle. You're like, nah, dude, that's Tylenol. That's Tylenol. Uh, You've sir... never seen the inside of Tylenol pills. I like to, I like to pop it out. <laughs> like dude, I don't like that plastic shit going in my body, <laughs> sir. This is this is weed. This is this is a green green and purple crystally plant here. Yeah, you got it's, here. this is obviously not Tylenol. They're like I, these are some good nug nugs, but I'm gonna have to arrest you <laughs> for your Tylenol, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> you call yeah. It that tylenol. cop was a he was like it was cool that he allowed him to do that, yep. but by the same token, it's like. That that was a goodwill effort on the behalf of that cop. Like the myriad of cops that occurred. Oh before yeah, like, all, all the other cops situations. were all just like dicks. They're just like fuck you. No, I don't have to answer your questions. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I don't answer to you. I was like, why not? <laughs> like, yeah, you you can go walk off and shove stand somewhere else. Like, I don't. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I will say, yeah. That one. And you that get a group of people together. Like, imagine you had like five people that went to a police and, uh, car and were like, "Hey, we want to search you." Then they'd be like, "Actually, I feel like I'm in danger for my life right now, and I'm just going <laughs> to start like shoot you guys." Exactly. Exactly. Oh my god, this is totally unrelated. Um, <laughs> but and now for something totally different. <laughs> like, okay, so like an argument for arming yourselves at uh protest and otherwise so i'm not endorsing the capital riots and insurrection or whatever the fuck you want to call it and otherwise okay. throwing that out there yeah. okay but obviously not the cop that got beaten to death by fucking flagpoles because he's dead and we don't get fucking news from oh, him flag anymore po- flagpole or like fire extinguishers the dude that was there was one Capitol Hill police officer that at one of like the exits or whatever got beaten to death by flagpoles and otherwise. Okay, I, I heard it was a fire extinguisher that ultimately did him in. Well, fire fire extinguishers are pure fucking metal, heavy pieces of shit. So that oh, would not surprise me. Ram. If I got hit by a fire extinguisher, I would die, straight up. Mm-hmm. That doesn't surprise me. And I mean, it was a big crowd. It wouldn't surprise me. That could have very well been, but. Uh, so not that guy. One of the other Capitol Hill police was basically like actively getting like his head bashed in by one of the doors of the building. Wow. Right. And uh, and so um, like news outlets afterwards were basically like asking him, "It's like, hey, you were armed. There were all these people, you know, rushing into the building, like bashing your head in." Like, why didn't you open fire on these people? And he was, and his response was that I saw, you know, many protesters and other things of that nature with guns and firearms. That I was afraid that if I was the person to open fire first, that would give an excuse to all these other people carrying weapons, you know, to open fire as well. So the only reason why. In this own police officer's words, why he restrained himself from not open firing was because the protesters were armed. Basically, he was saying that the protesters did not have firearms. He would have murdered God knows how many fucking people. He would have, you know, open fired carelessly into the crowd 
and killed who knows how many people if they didn't have guns. It was solely because these protesters carried firearms that he did not open fire into their crowds, which I think is very yeah. telling. And uh, so it's, just, it's something I, to think always, about. I'm not telling you what is. you should think about it or, or what conclusions you yeah. should come to as a listener of this podcast. But it's well, just something to think about. Okay, so I for uh, okay, despite the fact that I have you know owned and shotguns like basically all my life, uh, there have been stints where I have uh, believed in 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 some way, shape, or form in gun control policies or something like that. Um, but yeah. as your trust in the establishment to control such things wanes, uh, so does not only the efficacy of such policies, um, you know, start to fall short, but also the belief that it needs to even happen in the first place. Because there's this this is a little bit of logic, right? Um, if you outlaw guns, right, the only people that have guns will be outlaws. You know, you've heard that huh. kind of mess. Yeah, that's not the logic I'm worried about. Okay, it works the same way, though. So, like, if you happen to be someone who is a, an oppressed individual and you happen to eschew the, you know, the right to bear arms in the United States, yeah, yeah, yeah. then the only people that will have guns are people that are going to oppress you. Okay? Yeah, exactly. Whether yeah, that's going to be a yeah, dumbass exactly. That would be or, my concern is that, like, if you outlaw yeah. guns, the only people that are going to be allowed to have guns is the police and the or state. cops. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the state. Right, the the people who will probably put them to very good use, silencing your voice in the yeah. instance that you happen to try to exercise it in and any we, meaningful way. And we unfortunately have a huge backlog of examples of the state, yeah, using those guns against you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I got into a little uh, little Facebook tussle. I frequently get into those um, with uh, somebody that was going on about like leftist. Uh, always advocating for gun control, and I'm like, yeah. you don't really know about yeah. like true left gun. <laughs> You're talking it. about liberals. If you go far yeah, enough liberals. left, I assure you, they like, like guns. Yeah, they they, <laughs> yeah. they think they need them. Uh, you know, uh, in order to combat the fucking fascists. Oh my god! <laughs> like Marx has a has a wonderful quote on guns. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Uh, it's pretty good. Marx oh, gun quote. Oh, oh, here we go. Okay. Under no pretext should arms and ammunition be surrendered. Any attempt to disarm the workers must be frustrated by force if necessary. Karl Marx. How about that? <laughs> and so, like, and so, like, I have some friends that are like very uh, conservative that will make those arguments about like leftists being against guns. I'm like, don't make me pull out the Karl Marx quote. Okay, so wait a second. <laughs> uh, I think we might have some like misinformations here because I see in another quote over here. Oh, is it misattributed? Someone else said it was Ronald Reagan that said that. Well, if it says misattributed, you've already corrected yourself. So, Well, I, I see that it's misattributed over here. Um, I mean, there's this little comparison. There's no reason why on the street today a citizen should be carrying well, loaded weapons. Okay, that was so Ronald Reagan. If I'm, not if I'm not mistaken, so Ronald Reagan was the governor of California for a period of time, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm not mistaken... Um, Many of the gun laws of California were instituted in California underneath the Ronald Reagan administration, and that was solely because the Black Panthers were using uh, weapons to protect themselves uh, against the police and otherwise. So uh, Ronald Reagan can go fuck himself yeah. uh, with any concerns regarding uh, firearms 
anything of that nature. Uh, the National Rifle Association was also uh, uh, largely for um, legislation regulating the uh, guns and other things of that nature. When it was the Black Panthers that were, um, I think it was the Mulford, was it the Mulford Act or Mulford Laws or whatever the fuck? Anyways. Uh, the yeah. Mulford Act? Maybe. That might be it. Let's see. The Mulford Act was a California bill that repealed a law allowing the public carrying of loaded firearms. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And that was in relation to the Black Panthers using firearms to defend themselves uh, in the state of California. So uh, Ronald Reagan Reagan can go fuck himself. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was totally misattributed. That's some like capitalist propaganda through and through. Conservatives can go fuck themselves with their pride of uh, protecting uh, firearms for the protection of uh, regular working people. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone can go fuck themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's got like a, a lot of, uh, you know, pro armament quotes. Uh, Karl Marx, in, in, you know, in particular in the mid 19th century. Mm-hmm. Uh also said, the arming of the whole proletariat with rifles, guns, and ammunition should be carried out at once, and the workers must organize an independent guard with its own chiefs and general staff. The aim is for the bourgeoisie democratic government to not only immediately lose all backing among the workers, but for it to find itself under immediate supervision and threats from authorities behind whom stands the entire mass of the working class. And as soon as the new government is established, the bourgeoisie will commence to fight the workers in order that this party, i.e. the Democrats, <laughs> whose betrayal of the workers will begin with the first hour of victory, be frustrated at its nefarious work. It is necessary to organize and arm the proletariat. Yeah, how many people could you show this to that are conservative pro-gun supporters and just immediately obliterate their opinion on gun control? Or at least when it well, comes to well, you the, would have the... to show someone the quote and not tell them who said it, and they'd be like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, that's awesome." Yeah, Karl Marx said that in 1850, addressing the Communist League. And you'd be like, "Wait, <laughs> what? No, I mean it's bad." But I mean, at the same time, I mean, like, how many liberals could you show it to, and they'd be like, "The quote's bad, and the fact that it's from Karl Marx is also bad." I'm a liberal. Oh, yeah. That's why they're the <laughs> shittiest ones. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't believe people should have guns, and I maintain my previous position. Uh, mm-hmm. The center is the best position of all. <laughs> like, I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck me. <sighs> yep. What else stories we got here? Uh, we have stories. You got stories? Here, folks. We got stories for days. We got yeah. stories out our butts. We got Got stories coming out our ear holes. Hmm. Oh, here's what do we a, have oh, here? So here's an old, an, well, not an old timey story. So there was a uh, a kids for cash scandal where two judges uh, at Luzerne County Court of Common Pleas in uh, Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania, in uh, 2008, uh, Judge Michaels. Uh, Conahan and Mark Ciavarella were convicted of accepting money in return for imposing harsh, harsh, harsh abjurations on juveniles to increase occupancy for profit detention centers. So they were like, hey, if you send these juveniles to incarceration for a longest fucking time, we'll give you money. And these two judges were like, 
Sure. Why the fuck not? I like money. That's what they did in uh in Pennsylvania. And it's fun because it's called a uh, Kids for Cash scandal. Okay, so yeah, that was basically it. You had Michael Cohen uh, oh, Conahan, not Cohen. Michael Conahan and Mark Ciavarella that were convicted convicted for accepting money in return for imposing harsh uh, adjudications on juveniles to increase occupancy for for profit detention centers. So I Ew. guess you could assume that these uh, for profit these for profit uh, detention centers uh, were giving these judges money uh, in order for them to to give harsh sentences for these juveniles so they could. Make a a quick buck, I guess. That's terrible. Yeah. Sia um, Valera disposed thousands of children to extended stays in mm-hmm. youth centers for offenses as trivial as mocking an assistant principal on MySpace or trespassing in vacant buildings. Oh, gosh. I feel like I did both of those things. <laughs> yeah, I've done that. I, 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 I occupied a vacant building doing some uh, ghost hunting one time. It was, it was fun. Yeah, that sounds like a blast. And you, you didn't yeah. get, like... Like uh, twenty years in prison doing that? Uh, I know I got lucky, I guess. Yeah, I mean that's that's the going rate <laughs> for that type of behavior, Jimmy. So you got off lucky, son. Yeah, I guess so. You got lucky. You're one of the lucky ones. Enjoy that privilege, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. I guess. I guess I do have some privilege. <laughs> yeah, that you weren't under the jurisdiction of these two fuckers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, walked away forever. Like, did you hurt anything? No. Fuck you. Fuck you. Oh, oh man. Uh, racketeering. 18 years in federal prison. Yeah, motherfucker. Cool. Another one got yeah, 28 good, years. I guess the good thing is that they actually got punished, which isn't common for uh, white-collar crime. Yeah. And uh, for judges to actually go to jail, that, I mean, that just that kind of blows my mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess who watches The Watchmen? I guess at a certain point, you know, all the judges just start watching each other. Yeah. You know, yeah, who I does the capitalist people, fear? Other capitalists. <laughs> I guess these people just weren't important enough to be uh, not sentenced to jail for forever. They must be, like, some very low-brow judges to, like, have been able to actually be punished by the system. Right. Yeah. Because there's like, there's, like, a certain level, like, once you, like, get above that line... It's just like you can't uh, be held accountable for your crimes anymore. No. You know? Yeah. And, like, these people must have been just underneath that line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, not quite there. It, you know, they pushed it a little too far. They they got they got all big for their britches. You know, they, they thought they were hot shit, but it turns out that they weren't quite Brett Kavanaugh hot. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Pump, pump your brakes, fellas. You guys are going to the pen. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so 48 fine. counts. Ooh, that hurts. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, including racketeering, fraud, money laundering, extortion, bribery, federal tax violations. Man. that, that That's like a bunch of shit. I mean, that's not just like like keeping kids. I, I feel like the racketeering, that's mainly what that is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, where's that, where's all that other shit come in? Man. <laughs> Failing to report a felony. That's interesting. 
Yeah, failure to report a felony. That's one of those like little extra ones that they just tack on, kind of like drug paraphernalia. It's like, well, you know, we already got you for possession. We already got you for trafficking. Or I guess that if you get you, if they get you for trafficking, they also get you for possession, and they also get you for paraphernalia. You know, it's all like, duh, 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 duh. it's like, yeah, you don't really need all those extra ones. You can just get them on the one thing. But no, you know, that's how you compound. That's how you. Exactly. That's how you get them. And it's like. You get 308 years in prison. It's like, I can't live that long. They're like, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's You're the point, motherfucker. Yeah, we, and, uh, yeah, and we're not going to kill you because we, we definitely need that, that free labor. So. <laughs> yeah. So if you could, you know, learn a uh, hard skill to, I don't know, produce something or something, that would be great. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> improve yourself, like turn your life around, like, oh, I saw the error of my ways and I have thus like, decided to be a like, lawyer or something. You know? <laughs> they're like, great, do, do kangaroo court in jail for us or something. I don't fucking know. Yeah, right. How can you make that money for us? Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to make money as a judge if you're, uh, you know, if you're on the other side of the law. You kind of immediately become worthless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is that like? Twenty plus years of being a judge and in, in, in the law profession. How's that working out for you? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Fuck these guys. Oh, not so hot, huh? Mm, that's too bad. Uh, ooh, so victim lawsuits. Okay. So they 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 came back for them. Cool. How exactly do you uh, do you get your childhood back? What's a childhood worth? I don't know. I had one. I'm still trying to figure out how much it's worth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying to calculate it every day. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I guess I had like a, a, a great childhood considering that I'm looking back on it without like, uh, I was going to yeah. say like life, life altering circumstances when I was like, ah, I almost died a few times. I don't know if that's necessarily good. <laughs> it's like, but my, you lived. There's a lot of head injuries in my childhood. <laughs> so this this story is already old, uh, but so remember the uh, guy with the beaver skin with the horns on his head mm-hmm. that went to the uh, Capitol building? Yeah, yeah, I remember him. He's the uh, like the shaman, right? The QAnon yes, shaman. Yes. yes, yes, yes. So he he got he's from uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and once he got detained by uh law enforcement agencies and sent to jail i guess being held on bail did he get and whatever uh i don't he did not get bailed um oh. but they were they they weren't feeding him organic food oh yeah and and because he wasn't being fed organic food and he was on a strict organic diet he refused to eat and he refused to eat for so long that eventually the judge overseeing his case uh, ordered the local jail to uh, give him organic food so he would begin eating again. And I think he didn't eat for like almost a week or over a week or something like that. They probably gave him the exact same stuff, and they're like, look, dude, it's organic. It's like, I want to see the seal. I was like, okay, here's the seal. <laughs> yeah. It's a piece of plastic. I'm like, okay, I'll eat it now. <laughs> like, God, this guy's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like some people were pointing out like how hypocritical and bullshit this was because there was like some cases of uh, uh, Muslims being held behind bars and then them being uh, forced to eat pork. So you have like one side, this guy uh, who who um, raided the uh, Capitol building uh, being allowed to eat 
a organic diet where you've had mm-hmm. previously detained uh, Muslim individuals that because of their religious affiliation aren't supposed to eat pork being forced to eat pork so it's just like okay it's just fine i guess no he's a patriot though <laughs> that's the difference <laughs> yeah he had red white and blue painted on his face therefore he has higher privileges than other americans that's right he was he was upholding uh, our our nation's sentiment our nationalism our, our pride and that's why he gets better treatment better food all the way around mm-hmm. fuck that guy i don't care about him man he's ridiculous mm-hmm. Why are, why are they yeah. bending so easily? That's that's fucking bogus. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, that amazes me. That kind of shit, like making the news too. Uh, yeah, it's bogus. So much, so much stupidity. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, when are we gonna hear the end of that? I don't know. When is Trump gonna go be impeached or whatever? Uh, not that it even matters. Like, I don't, I don't care if he's a president again. God damn it doesn't even matter it's like oh you can't run for president again it's like big fucking deal like can we like i don't know put him on trial to be like hogtied in a town square somewhere that would be much more entertaining yeah like come on let's like drag him through the streets a little bit like what's what's all this like oh you can't run for president again he's like okay cool well i can just check that off my bucket list you know yeah yeah i was an awesome president i I was so awesome they didn't want me to be president again yeah, I was so awesome. They didn't want me. To yeah, they couldn't again. handle all the awesome. So now I'm just, you know, only president, only president to ever get impeached twice. Yeah. getting one of those days. Didn't know what ever had this happen before. So much prejudice. <laughs> I had so much prejudice to where I was in office. You prevented me from doing all these great things. I had so many good plans, best plans, best plans. Uh, uh. Yeah. Let's see here. What else we got here? Hmm. Um. Bu- 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 People don't like to what? vote. What a surprise! Half Americans don't. Oh vote yeah. Really no, that was an article that I was sharing. Uh, it was kind of like as a response to the last episode where I uh, ranted angrily for two hours straight. Mm-hmm. Um. But basically, it's saying that half of Americans don't vote, and despite the uh, general consensus that the people don't vote are uh, privileged white males that don't care mm-hmm. about politics. The reality is that the uh, half Americans that don't, vote, that don't vote in reality are more than likely uh, people of color or poor people that have been fucked over by the system by both parties in America, that being the Democrats and Republicans, yeah. and uh, have also gotten fucked over by uh, engaging with the political system and like that once you engage with it, now you're able to be called upon for um, jury duty and other things of nature that you might not have the liberty of getting out of uh, in many low end paying jobs or not be able to afford childcare in order to attend such things. And that's just kind of like a circle jerk of getting fucked over. You know, once you get put into the system, it's like, Oh yeah, you're part of the system now. Did we forget to mention that you owe us uh, these three traffic tickets that you forgot about that are uh, worth hundreds of dollars that you can't afford to pay? Got them. Well, uh, you tried to vote now, so now we can find you, and uh, you got to pay these fucking traffic tickets, by the way. Mm-hmm. And other things of that nature. Nailed them. 
Mm-hmm. Nailed them. I like this little paragraph here. Uh, in the broadest terms, the study found that the average chronic non-voter is a married, non-religious white woman between 56 and 73 that works full-time but makes less than 50 k a year. She is uh, most likely to identify as a moderate, leaning towards the Democratic Party to get her news from television, have a very unfavorable impression of both political parties and President Donald Trump. She has a 77% chance of being registered to vote, and she says that she doesn't because she doesn't like the candidates and claims to be certain that she will vote in November. The study's real lesson is that averages are deceiving, concealing more than what they reveal. So what I get from that is that it's the married non-religious white women between 56 and 73 that make less than $50,000 that are the problem with democracy. You know what I mean, <laughs> yeah. Jimmy? If only people participate in democracy, it wouldn't be so bad. Well, yeah. I've got another great quote here. Uh, These are people who are generally below the poverty line with a lot of job turnover and family disruption whose lives are busy living paycheck to paycheck. You don't really have a lot of time to watch the news or to vote, and the paperwork necessary to necessary to vote is annoying. Mm. There's so another quote that kind of yeah. reconfirms the other things. Yeah, it's just like yeah. I don't feel like it does enough. Like uh, the the um, amount of effort to go into the polls and like check a box, I feel like it doesn't. I don't know. It's a drop in the bucket. Like I want I want to vote yeah, for yeah. like an actual bill or something. Like fuck all the candidates. Like I don't want a representative. I want to vote on issues. Like can we just have like something in a, in in there that's just like uh would you like to get rid of the presidential seat or would you like to legalize weed? Like can we just like do those right. kind of things? Like Right. As opposed <sighs> to voting for someone that's just going to like work against your uh interest like 24/7 for the next right. like 4 years until they go for election again. Oh, here's yeah. another great quote, not to just like quote spam people, but here we go. Here we go. Here we quote go. Quote spam. It's justified cynicism. Get it? It's called, the podcast is called Cynicism. It's a podcast. It. Anyways, That's <laughs> uh, it's justified cynicism, he says, an entirely rational distrust of participating. When they have engaged with the system, it kind of screwed them over. You go to the DMV to get your driver's license, and you find out you have an old speeding ticket you can't pay. You get hurt and go to the hospital, and you get a really big bill. You vote and your name will be in a file somewhere, and you're called up for jury duty. Every interaction brings up hardship. Mm-hmm. And that's a quote. Yep, seems about right. Yeah, uh, I don't know. So it's just like, yeah, it's like, so I get to drop my name in the bucket, and now I'm in the system, and now I can get fucked over All that much harder ones. in the future. Great, awesome. Yeah, worth no, it. no thanks. Yeah, totally not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, democracy is alive and well in the United States. Yay. It's what makes us the best. Democracy. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Um yeah, not to not to to bring up like other, you know, forms of like democracy or whatever and uh shit on American democracy. Why not? <laughs> Let's shit on American <laughs> democracy for a second. Like uh so like a lot of people will like shit on like uh Chinese or the North Korean or the USSR's like form of democracy because only one person uh would appear on the ballot and it was like a straight like yes or no it's like do you want this person to be elected or not and so people will be like that's non-democratic because there's one person on on the ballot it's like fake pseudo-democracy this is like bad and bullshit and not real 
But what people like fail to bring up is that in order for someone to be brought up on a ballot in those three systems, China, uh, the USSR, and uh, DPRK, Democratic People's Republic of Korea, is that there are people that get together that decide who's going to show up on the ballot. So, you know, in contrast to like American democracy, it's like you've got the, you know, the Democrat and the Republican that's on the ballot, but who gets to choose who, the, which are those two people on the ballot? The caucuses. It's the, it's the Democratic or the Republican Party that chooses who's going to be on that fucking ballot. Like, people don't get to choose. Like, I've never, like, had a say in who gets to, like, be on my fucking ballot. It's, like, these random, like, people that, like, seem to come out of fucking nowhere, but in reality are, like, chosen by the um, political parties of this country that are just like, this is the person that's going to run because these are the people that are going to pass the laws that we agree with, where in those systems it's, you know, people get in a room uh regular people get in a room and argue and decide like who's going to be on the ballot which i feel like is an important role of representative democracy if you have no say of who's on the ballot like how fucking representative is the democracy in reality Hmm. anyways yeah like it's an important point to bring up i don't know that's a good way to do it either though like in in a perfect system uh even a bunch of people getting in a room together and arguing about which representative they would like is not really catering to, uh, 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 you know, the direct democracy that is necessary to establish a true egalitarian society. Well, I feel like the problem with direct democracy, like full direct democracy, is like if you're working full time, like doing a job that's required for society to run, like being a teacher or being like a garbage disposal person or being a janitor or like anything that's like necessary for for like life to function like you don't have time to like work full-time and like decide on legislation like that's like two full-time jobs so i'm not explicitly like against uh representative democracy i just think that like you should have things like um being able to recall representatives like if like representatives like aren't doing the things you want them to do then you should be able to have like a recall to be like fuck this guy this guy's a sack of shit we're recalling him we're gonna put a new person in there or like something else like that yeah like i I do think that like you know working in like a legislative like kind of branch like i mean it is a full-time job i mean it's not like like i i personally don't want to have to like work full-time and then spend all of my free time, like, deciding, like, what bills, like, do and don't go. But at the same time, like, I want my representatives to be accountable. And I feel like um, being able to recall representatives based on a vote would be, like, one good way to do that. Hmm. So I feel like you could, you could uh, in very short order, take care of that issue by having the ability to directly vote for you know, many issues that you would care about, uh, you know, say things like, uh, the maximum, uh, or I guess the, uh, the, uh, minimum, uh, amount for legal full-time employment, you know, with whatever benefits that you would employ, uh, workers, uh, be diminished substantially, maybe, you know, from, uh, what is it? 32 to 36 hours in a lot of States down to like 20, uh, and, and thus, you know, people could still acquire benefits, um, you know, while simultaneously having, you know, what is part-time employment, uh, because, you know, the time spent in the laborious effort is ultimately what is, uh, is most consuming. 
um obviously <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like if you're trying to discuss the labor theory of value with somebody and uh you're like oh well you know time is far more important than basically any other resource that we have in our life as finite beings and they're like no 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 yeah uh so yeah if that's the primary issue uh just uh alleviate that by um uh, having a, a society in which people aren't forced to spend the majority of their waking hours in some kind of indentured servitude or laborious endeavor, which of course we have the ability to do right now with the advances in, in technology and, uh, and the, the, the wealth that's just floating around in our society or, you know, currently in the hands of very few people. Um, uh so yeah i mean democ- direct democracy is probably the goal right like that's that's probably what we all all want to be headed towards right um yeah i mean uh in ideal world maybe i don't know uh, yeah I, i'm i'm somewhere between like uh, representative democracy where you can recall elected representatives if they're not you know fulfilling you're actually once like in a in a in a delegation kind of like process where it's like where you have like you get in a room full of people where you have your your elected representative be like these are the things we're concerned about these are what we care about now you're going to go and represent us represent us so we can do our you know day-to-day jobs and tasks right does that make sense yeah like in like an actual like delegative kind of way where it's like you know, like there's like a direct, there's like a direct relationship between the person that's representing you and uh, the people that are like have day jobs that like are doing things. So like they don't have time to, you know, um, have their voices be heard or like whatever the fuck. And then like between that and, you know, having like a true direct democracy where like everything would have to be a referendum where like anything like the the government passes like has to wait until it has like a complete vote from like everybody and like on some level it's like i don't like i don't know how you can like expect like every single individual to be like an expert on everything like and this isn't like trying to infantilize like citizens of like a country but it's like i feel like at a certain level you know like there's certain decisions where you want to be able to have experts to like uh say things to, like, be able to give, like, an expert opinion of, like, what's, like, the best way to, like, approach, like, a certain issue or topic or whatever. Like, for example, like, you know, like, climate change or, like, something else like that of, like, what's, like, the best way to address it. Like, because I, I mean, like, I personally, like, I mean, I don't, I don't know, like, what's, like, the, the silver bullet to try to address that or fix it. I know everything we're doing right now is, like, fucking it over and making it worse. And I know that capitalism as a system overall is making it worse because it's relying on, you know, exponential growth on a finite planet. Um, but like, I don't know if you can like necessarily expect, you know, like every average citizen to have like enough, uh, personal knowledge and stuff like that to make like, you know, for it to be like a pure direct democracy where you have like every decision just like made like on a referendum level. It's like, do you want this bill to be passed? Everyone's got to vote. Do you want this bill to be passed? Everyone's got to vote. Do you want this bill to be on a uh, passed on a local level? Everyone, you know, within the city's got to vote. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? Like as far as like people's like personal time and investment of like trying to have to be knowledgeable on these issues to like make like the most direct thing. And it's like not like, and it's not like me trying to like infantilize like people saying like they don't know what's like best for them, that they can't like make decisions. It's more of just like, 
um, like over time, like I used to be just like full, like, yes, we'll just make direct democracy, like everything. If like over time, it's just like, I feel like certain things you have to have, you know, more time to like research and look at topics. And, you know, unless you're in, you know, some like luxury space communism, you know, society where everything's automated, where you have nothing but time to, you know, engage in these topics to try to, like, decide uh, what bills or legislation you want passed to, like, improve your life or, like, make society better, whatever, X, Y, and Z. It's, like, unless you're, like, living in that society, you know, you're you're more than likely going to have, like, some form of, like, day job. So it would make sense that you would have um, some individual that you've, like you've met from, you know, like a delegation kind of like sense to like tell them like what your needs are and what you expect. Like, unlike now, like, I mean, like all the representatives I've ever voted for or I've like helped get elected like to office, like I haven't talked to any of those fuckers. They have no idea who the fuck I am Mm -hmm. or who the fuck I want or like what's important to me or like what I want to like get passed. Like, you know, like obviously like I don't think like the current like representative democracy model is like worth anything and it's fucking bullshit and all these fuck faces are just like doing whatever they're told by either their higher ups like within uh the party uh or you know um business interests that are being lobbied to push them in one direction or the other uh it's just that i think that you could still have like a representative democracy where uh if there's like a direct relation between like the represented individual and the people voting for them you know saying what their concerns are like um, that could still be beneficial for like everyone involved, and they could, you know, like the 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 representative the 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 voted for representative delegated person could, you know, take the concerns of the people and have like the extra free time, like full time, to fucking, you know, find what the best solution is for like their constituents' like wants and needs. Um, I don't know if I explained that well or not, but that's just like something that I've thought about before. No, I, I think you got a good point there. You know, in a well-functioning society, people aren't going to have the time to be able to constantly involve themselves in the political process. Um, yeah, and uh, you don't know that that's never really the goal. Like you, you kind of want it to be automated in a certain to a certain extent where. Uh, the government as it functions is going to provide a general welfare benefit for uh, the, mm-hmm. the people that it's serving. Um, you know, hopefully without doing damage to any other peoples that it's not serving at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. Which, of course, you know, gets into many issues. Like well, if you have a direct democracy and everyone within that direct democracy, perhaps it's even unanimous that uh, everyone needs to, uh, you know, kill at least one child a day or something like that. And I was like, is that a society that is going to function well? Of course not. Um, mm-hmm. So you also have to take into account uh, general ignorance, lack of education, um, and uh, the inability of uh, ignorant people to make proper political decisions uh especially in, in some type of herd mentality right <sighs> yeah uh yeah i don't think our world is necessarily ready for demo- direct democracy right now but i think you are on the right track um with our um you know our ability to be able to revoke our support uh for yeah recall candidates mm-hmm. i think uh, a combination of uh ranked voting uh to establish yep, our representatives yeah. along rank, with a fluid voting vote. si- um, um, situation in which 
we are to be able to have the choice to cast our ballot um, for a particular issue that we care about in lieu of our representative if the time calls for it, um, which I think mm-hmm. that could be made, uh, you know, quite a bit more convenient uh, or, you know, or it could be simplified. You know, it, it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily have to be more than just say like, uh, you know, a, a poll online. <laughs> like how, how many of you would like to see uh, um, uh, ads totally banned from the internet? It's like, I, how many of you want to see the gold digger give a <laughs> steel folding chair yes. head flip to the sting? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see it. <laughs> Gravedigger, you mean like Undertaker? I don't fucking know. Okay. Dude, I don't <laughs> fucking wrestling. That's probably the un- Undertaker. You're probably right. Wait, is the Gravedigger? Wait, is that a? That's is that truck. a? Uh, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's a goddamn fucking. That's a fucking monster truck. truck. You like blended in a bunch of like uh, niche redneck cultures. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, wait, what's a NASCAR driver like? Dale Jr. What's what's? Oh a, God, a Dale, Dale Hart. Wait, there what's goes it? like what's all our name? southern listeners. Dale Earnhardt is like, who wants to see the Undertaker give a <laughs> give a a, a, a steal? <laughs> yeah, to Dale Earnhardt Jr. Oh man. <laughs> 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 you just see like this fucking like he's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this NASCAR driver just like walking to like a wrestling ring like what am I here for and then he's just like <laughs> oh my arm you broke it in seven parts it's <laughs> <laughs> a guy just like dripping in sweat from like his cocaine fueled like binge just yeah. like covered in makeup just like breaking Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s fucking <laughs> what is happening why and then like this fucking like monster truck just like drops from the sky and crushes both of them on the fucking wrestling stage and the, <laughs> and the car wins again <laughs> <laughs> rick and morty and the car wins again oh my god that'd be so beautiful yeah Man versus car, just and the car wins car. again. Just a regular car. <laughs> oh my god! <sighs> Fuck, dude, beautiful. It'd be so beautiful. So I don't want to get your hopes up. Oh, I don't want to get your hopes up. Why, why would you get my hopes up? What What is there to get my hopes up about? <laughs> but there was like a less than like five percent chance I could animate our videos. I could what? animate our sketch comedy videos. There's like a less than five percent chance I could make that happen. That would be pretty cool. Why? Why, why less than five percent? Why is why is because that the number we've come to? It would take. It would take like a lot of. It would take. I've never done it before, so I don't know how difficult it is. Okay. I bet it's real difficult. <laughs> so there's this guy. There's this guy on YouTube called Joel Haver. Okay. And he makes some quality videos. I actually sent you a video of one of his live action stuff. So he used to make like a lot oh, yeah. of like live action videos. He's very popular. He's got like, I don't know, either half a million or a million subscribers or whatever the fuck. But he makes very funny, entertaining short films every week. It. Ooh. I only found out about him after he started making animated videos. And he's such a kind soul 
that he made an animated video explaining how he makes animated videos. How I animated and this basi- video. Yeah, I see that. It, exactly. And uh, he uses like this software. It's called like Absinthe, like something, blah, 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 blah. Um, but basically, it's this fancy schmancy video uh, software that you basically draw an animated figure over um, a live action scene, and the video is smart enough to, uh, I don't know, like animate the uh, the still frame uh, cartoon you've drawn over an animated frame uh, to make it into live animation. So, like, where normally you would have to, you know, draw every frame. So, you know, that's, like, anywhere between, like, 20 and 60 fucking drawings per fucking second that you would have to be drawing in order to create a realistic animated cartoon or otherwise. Where this, as long as you're, uh, like, theoretically, like, if we did a scene where you and I were both in the same position... I, I theoretically like you could um uh record like all of your lines from your position without like moving around too much and I could record all mines from my my position and then I could cut it and thread it together with like doing like one picture of using this absinthe technology of just like running it through and animating the whole thing and I theoretically could would only have to draw two still frame pictures and have a fully animated scene that sounds pretty awesome yeah, but at the same time, I've never done this before. Can you draw? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, it's like the drawings that like Joel Haver has used. I mean, has used. I mean, it, it's like the equivalent of like uh, I would say like paint drawings. You know, it's not like super complicated stuff. I mean, he's using um, Photoshop to do it, but I mean, it's not like super complicated. And I've never used this absinthe technology before, so it could be like way more. Uh, complicated and in depth and hard to use than I'm aware of, but like just on like the like I mean like I would have to spend like a fair amount of time to you know work it and get to work like I uh, no promises but theoretically theoretically we could do it all in theory all in theory before never I'm no, down I don't have the ninety five I don't have the time failure. I, I, I don't have the time for that but like you know if we if we had something where it was like a scene where we were both like relatively in the same position and I only had to draw two pictures and I could run it through this program and I could animate it like, yes, theoretically, yes, I could do it. Yeah, we just need to shorten our videos way down uh, and we'll be good. Shorter videos equals less work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. It could be fun. Sounds good. I like it. Let's do yeah, it. Not to get not to get hopes up. Ninety five percent chance that you can do I it. S- the opposite. I said five. Ninety five. Ninety five. You <laughs> no, can I do said it. Five. I said and five. And five percent failure. No, the opposite. So we, it's gonna I've, happen. I've never done this really before. Likely. I have no idea. It could be terrible. Like I, I've never done this before. It could it could turn out terrible. I don't have fucking. I don't have the fucking Photoshop or any of these other fucking programs. I'd be using like random freeware trash to try to do it. Well, uh, it, just do whatever you have to do in order to make the ninety-five percent definitely going to happen. Project occurred. Suck, suck. That's that's what I heard. 
That's that's what I heard. I hate I'm, you. I'm really happy that we're moving forward to the project and that I we're going to so have much. animated videos. Everybody, listen. I'll murder your ass. You're going to have animated we, videos. If we make a fucking penny, penny, I'm taking all the goddamn money and just like burying it in fucking GameStop stock. One one whole <laughs> one whole penny. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had a penny. <laughs> I'd spend it all on GameStop stock. Yeah. GSS. Ah, yeah, that'd be pretty cool, man. Yeah, you should definitely mm-hmm. do it. Definitely 95% sure we're going to do it. We're going to do it. I hate you. Cool. I hate your guts. Sounds good. Your sack of shit. Sounds good. Sounds good. I don't think we have any more stories. Do we have any more? I mean, stories? we've got I mean, we've got like the Airbnb we could talk about if we wanted to. Um, have you ever heard of Slab City? Slab City. Slab City. Yeah, have you ever heard of Slab City? Sla- S- Slab City sounds like a program that some mid-sized uh, city would start, and would be like some shitty combination of like a music festival yep. and like an open market. Yeah, where uh, people would like go around and go to vendors that are making like shitty. Uh, like handcrafted jewelry and or crappy artistic wares that each of these like little vendors would have to pay upwards of like two to like $500 to have their shitty little setup uh, plastic table to sell their wares. And there'd be like a really crappy blues band uh, playing music. And then maybe there would be like some like local like craft beers or whatever, like, companies that also have to pay like 200 500 bucks to have the little shitty table to sell people like 12 dollar beers and people will be like yay it's slab city we get to buy overpriced <laughs> um art and buy beer and listen to really shitty local blues music from an entirely white band is that what slab city is okay you were really close but then you went off the rails when she started on the like overcharged for art thing but you, okay. it was pretty close. It was pretty close. So there's this, uh, there's this place out in the uh, California desert called Slab City, and uh, it's like I hate California. It's basically like this like lawless area. It's technically owned by the um, uh, by the state of California, uh, and it it uh, it is used to like back up like some kind of teachers union or something like that but it, it's like a kind of a forgotten little place in which a bunch of uh, uh I, I would say like outlaws uh inhabit uh so it's a it's it's a desert right so i guess it's not particularly oh, yeah. valuable they're just out eastern there like, des- doing eastern whatever. california's whole desert yeah yeah they no everyone forgets about eastern california mm-hmm. southeastern california yeah they're they're not uh, they're they're just like a bunch of, well, it's wrong to call them all meth heads, but there's definitely a method. Oh yeah, like, no, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Like even just like so like Cal- like not California, it's like San Diego. I lived in San Diego, and then obviously you've got like the beach, and you've got like the high desert, and like all these like beautiful, you know, parts of it. You got like the San Diego Zoo, which is like the biggest fucking whatever greatest zoo whatever in the United States, and all these golf fucking whatever's and blah 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 all these breweries bullshit 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 but then you know you go like 20 minutes outside the city to like the east of it and it's just like all desert all fucking trailer parks all fucking meth heads like people that are barely skating by because it's like still expensive as fuck 
and you got to do something to like a forge trailer so you sell meth mm-hmm. yep I mean, if your life ever goes to shit, you can always just move to Slab City and start selling meth because uh, there's probably going to be a market for it. Um, but, yeah, it seems like a lot of people who are adamantly against any type of authority, uh, who have fucked up majorly, who are addicted to narcotics, uh, you know, so on and so forth. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, really interesting from an anthropological point of view. Um you know, there there is um, the semblance of a library and various businesses and other things that have kind of just like uh, spontaneously developed through the the work of uh, you know individuals and groups within uh, this 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 place of about fifteen hundred mm-hmm. or so. Um, yes, yeah, and according to Wikipedia, it's an unincorporated off the grid squatter community. Yeah, it's weird. Um, so this is like a big scale. Uh, wait, what was that place in fucking New Hampshire? Like the fucking oh yeah, uh, libertarians took over. I, I can't remember the name of the city. Freedom McBurgerland or something. Yeah, Freedom McBurgerland, uh, a haven <laughs> of all all the black bears. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's kind of like that. You know, finding out about more and more of these. Uh, these little, little areas all over the United States every day. Um, but oh my god! Yeah. As of 2020, the community is largely divided into two: East Jesus and Slab City. East Jesus? I wasn't aware of the East Jesus. What's East Jesus about? Okay, let's let's see what it says. East Jesus is an experimental, sustainable, and habitable. Habitatable art installation located in Slab City area. There is no religious connotation in the name East Jesus. It is a colloquialism for a place in the middle of nowhere beyond the edge of serviceability. The off-grid facility operates with no municipal utilities. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty odd. Is that that thing like, does it got a picture of it? Like, is it the big mound that's been painted? Um, what I've seen is, so it looks like some, uh, bo- uh, like a bottle wall, similar to what you would see with like an earth ship or something like that. Yeah. And then I see like one of these like glass dome things, which I've never seen on an earth ship specifically, which maybe it's an earth ship. Maybe they've got some earth ships out there. I mean, especially if they're going through the whole, you know, sustainable sustainability kind of route. I mean, that could be a, a definite possibility. I'm not. I'm not for certain. I don't know shit about these cheeses. Huh. Oh yeah, that's think about. that's called Salvation Mountain. That is in East Jesus. Okay. Yeah, it's just, it's basically a big hill that's been painted. It's pretty neat. Fine. Huh. Art and trash. Yeah, it's a bunch of art installations. That's pretty cool. I like the legs coming out of the ground. Crime. Crystal meth is fairly common and accounts for much of the crime in Slab City. In 2015, the New York Times reported that the usual cause for police response to Slab City is over-camping boundary disputes, sometimes burglary, but that methamphetamine use is a recurrent problem. Hmm. Yep. Who would have guessed? Yeah, I guess you're you're really bored and there's no laws and bada-bing, bada-boom. Being about a boom, you're stuck in a desert. Yeah, it's meth. Smoke some meth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what else are you gonna do with your time? Yeah, 
That's fun. Yeah, I learned I learned something new today. I didn't know about Slab City. Ta da! Yeah, and it's it's not quite uh, it's not quite Mad Maxian. I mean, like it. I mean, it's kind of like kind of edging that way, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's quite there just yet. Anyways. Uh, oh, say, what do you do with Slap City is the place you live? Oh, <laughs> do, do, Slap City is the place. You built yourself an earthship here. You're living in a desert with a beer. Everyone's <laughs> doing math around. You gotta do something now. Oh, hey, Slap City. <laughs> Hey, that, it is the right. place to be. <laughs> uh, that's that was you a see, that was a good little impromptu shanty there, making it fun. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, you got a little sea shanty. You know, you, you got to. I mean, these these are the, the times call for sea shanties, despite a s- severe lack of people at sea. Oh yeah. <sighs> well, Jimmy, I'm running out of steam, man. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what else I can talk about. Call me broccoli because I'm steamy. You're steamy, kind of like soft on the inside. Yeah, we'll go with that. Okay. <laughs> all right. On that note, if you all are interested in getting in contact with us, you can do so by emailing us at sneakempowerment at gmail dot com. We'd love to hear from you there. You can also like us on Facebook at Cynic Empowerment and send us a message, or you can tweet at us on the Twitter at Cynic Empower Me One. We'd love to hear from you and mean a lot to us. And if you are listening to us through any of the listening apps out there, please, for the love of God, please, for the love of God, please, like and review the show. It means a lot to us and it helps other people find us. Yeah. Yeah. Helps you find us like uh, kids would find justice in the case that they had been unfairly treated by the Lucerne County Courthouse in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. It helps you find us like kids that you desperately need for cash. As many kids as you need for (laughs) cash, you will find us as you will find an endless supply of kids for that cash that you so desperately need. <laughs> kids here. Get your kids here. <laughs> I cannot sustain my coke uh, habit as a Pennsylvania judge. So I will sell these kids for cash to supply my coke habit that I so desperately need to sustain as a Pennsylvania judge with a coke habit. <laughs> Who needs an endless supply of kids? My cat's biting me. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> These Pennsylvania prostitutes ain't cheap. <laughs> and they need cash. That's what they want from they, me, and they won't take children. Need, I need to convert so, these kids to cash. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a renewable resource. People st- keep making kids, and I keep making those kids in the cash. It's like the sun. In Pennsylvania, in kid form, turn these kids to cash. <laughs> turn these kids to cash. Wait, hey, kids to cash. Turn these kids to cash. Who do you want to be a naughty sailor? Turn these <laughs> kids to cash on the open sea. <laughs> Yes, Jimmy.
It's like, boop. That's the sound of the rest. Artist. <clears throat> to the sun. The trade is done. The god gains and go. Or even more. Then down once more. Looking poor. Huh. Then the men come. Into the sun. Mm, God gains and goop. 